from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello and welcome to this week's special Thanksgiving edition of the Wow Report on Radio Andy. We count down the top 10 things that we... That we count down the top 10 things in the past week that made us go wow. And because it's Thanksgiving, we're doing a special theme, things that we're grateful for. Um, I'm co-founder of World of Wonder, Phantom Bailey, joined by our chief creative officer and endless source of inspiration and merriment, Tom Campbell. And uh, Blake Jacobs sitting in for James St. James, who is feeling a bit under the weather. I hope he wishing him a speedy recovery. We miss James. Um, but Blake, it's nice to have you here because you you always just sort of pop in and out. So thank good you. That you're here. Thanks. I've lost count of how many shows this is in lockdown. But anyway, let's just leap into the countdown of things that we are grateful for this week. Number 10. I am very grateful for I mean, this whole year has been obviously overwhelmed by the lockdown, the pandemic, and of course I'm grateful for my health, but I am grateful for the companions that have kept me sane and not alone, and that are my cats, my cats. Mm. As you know, if you listen ever, I'm a little bit of a crazy cat lady, but there was this great New York Times article years ago about how dog people get to be so proud and walk their dogs and talk about breeds and cat people supposed to be shy. So I, you know, every time I talk about my cats here on the Wow Report, I feel like I'm really doing a service to like open up the world of cats. Um, you, I've inspired you, Spencer. What you, uh, you have inspired me because I, I was just going to say you cat lovers, and I, I had a cat once too. You have cat a day. You have a whole day of the week, every week, cat a day. I don't think dog lovers have that, do they? They have every other day of the week, morning, noon, and night, every walk. Um, I am, um, and, and, and I'm all willing to open this gratitude number 10 up to all pets because it's just, you know, they talk, isn't it like the Hindu that believe that we um, reincarnate and that we come back as different species and things? I think I've made it as far as cat. I really don't have a lot of um, uh, wherewithal to be in a human-to-human relationship. I like people I can kind of feed out of a can twice a day that I can forget I have until I walk back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, here they are, who will uh, abide by a slightly dirty uh, you know, litter box. Maybe it doesn't get cleaned every day, but there's several. And there's just something about – I vote, you know – I um speaks about why I probably can't be in a relationship, but dogs always seem so needy and so easily to, they love you no matter what. And cats just give you about four minutes a day. And that's all I deserve. You know, that's all I deserve. And just the, the you know, and, and I really, I've always said like they live in this place. I'm doing my whole place over. It's kind of a mess because they kind of destroyed it over the past 10 years. So I'm trying to make my house cat proof. I'm reupholstering things. I'm buying things to cover their line. But I got to tell you, I've gotten to witness them so much more closely. And the more, like they'll ignore me, whatever, but there are the mornings when they're all with me. Yeah, they are the ones who have benefited the most from this pandemic, I believe. <laughs> Hinton, you have dogs, right? Yeah, I have uh, two dogs, um, Dorothy and uh, Agnes, Agnes of Dog, um, both uh, rescued. I mean, I see, the, you said, Tom, that 
you know, dogs love you no matter what. Exactly. That's what I love about it. There's no judgment. There's no barrier to entry. There's like, because I, you know, I, cats are more discriminating and I wouldn't want my cat to discriminate against me. <laughs> I just want blind, devotional love and licking. What I used to think, guys, I would say, I may not call you all day, but I will show up at night. Like that, isn't that enough? Don't you know that I'll always come roost? I'll come back home like the cats. What are you gonna say, Blake? I'm sorry to interrupt. I've actually been kind of thinking of adopting a dog. I've always had cats, but the place I live in doesn't have central heat and air. So we like to keep things open and I don't really want an outdoor indoor kitty. So I do already have one little doggy at home, but he's my roommate's bamf. He's so cute. Has your relationship with your pets, gentlemen, has it changed during this uh, period of lockdown? I would say no, because I still haven't been able to house train Agnes. <laughs> she still bees and booze wherever she feels inspired to. And um, But they are very lovely. I mean, I think lockdown has been much more about being home focused than office focused for, I guess, all too obvious reasons. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, pets everywhere for making lockdown a little less lonely for some of us who live alone. I, yeah, I just have to say, I always am amazed at people who adopt, not adopt, but who have fish. I, I just don't imagine that fish can be very rewarding as pets, which sounds judgmental, but I'm just, you know. I think that's very low, low maintenance. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's carry on with the countdown. Um, although remember, don't shop, but adopt, right? That's always the, the motto with uh, your cats. Your cats are rescued, Tom, right? Crazy mutt rescues, mothers, alley cats, sluts, all that. Those are where my cats come from. <laughs> Is there any kind of cat you don't like? Like what about those, uh, uh, the hairless cats that are all skinned? I'm sure if I was with one, I'd fall in love with it, but they are, a little, they're they're a little challenging on the eyes. I like those cats that look like wolves. Have you seen those? Yes. Uh, wow. Listen, I have. I buy cat food online. The internet knows that I like cats, so every cat picture known to man has come through one of my feeds. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's number nine, Blake? Number nine. Well, I realize that this may not be the last time we hear some of these people, but I just wanted to list a few people that I'm thankful we'll never, we won't have to hear from as much. Kaylee McEnemas, Kellyanne Conaways, Sarah Fuckabee Sanders, <laughs> Steve Dunchin, Ben Carson, the list goes on, Stephen Miller. Um, boss. Betsy DeVos, yes, especially her. Um, I'm upset that we still will have to deal with Moscow Mitch and Lady G's, but um, I'm thankful that most Americans decided that enough was enough. And I'm thankful that more people than ever showed up to the polls and more people than ever uh, voted for President, uh, President-elect Biden the most votes in history. And I'm thankful that finally this week, it's been decided that there may be a peaceful transfer of power. What do you guys think? Amen to all of that. I, we talked about this a little last week where it's like, 
I'm trying very hard through my own uh, social media communications to not mention all those names you mentioned. Mm-hmm. To stay positive, but I my mood has lifted. I like I am posting songs again and happy memes because it does feel like there's a a semblance of normalcy. It's so funny when Biden speaks. He introduced a lot of his cabinet today or his cabinet you know appointees. It's like. He's not sleepy, Joe. That's such an awful thing to say. He's just a calm adult man speaking. Like it's not histrionics. It's not, you know, and we still have you know who and and his and the first lady, also known as Fuck Christmas. Um, we, we still have them, you know, just being at you know, donkeys knocking down the barn, breaking things, causing chaos. But I also feel like the the media. No, realizes they no longer have to follow that lead. And it feels a lot lighter across the boards. And even anchors feel like they're speaking more against Trump and in and, 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 and delight of, of the new era in front of us. I, um, I woke up this morning actually wondering, I, I don't think this very often about any of them, but I was wondering what Stephen Miller, what the future holds for a Stephen Miller. It's like sort of, where do you go? Where do you slink away to, to escape opprobrium and i guess though you must there must be some parts of the country or some sort of jobs that would welcome you but (laughs) i don't know that i'd want to be stephen miller right about now and the other thing i'm really curious about even though i'm very glad to see the back of all of them is what are the white house christmas decorations going to look like are there going to be any or you know i feel like i saw a picture of um melania with a Christmas tree recently, but I'm not sure if it was a recent photo or one of like years past, but I can't imagine she gives much thought. Right. Well, we made quick work of that, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) So grateful to be seeing the last of them. Number eight. Number eight. Um, I am so grateful to Extraordinary Families. I've not really talked about this before, but, Extraordinary Families is the name of the adoption agency that uh, helped me out. And thanks to them, I have two kids, Nolan, 14, and Elliot, 5. And they are the most, one of the weird things about adoption is that they say, you actually don't choose your kids, your kids choose you. And I can't explain it, but there's no question that they chose the place they want to be and the parents they want to be with. And I'm so grateful to them, but especially to Extraordinary Families, this incredible adoption agency that works here in LA. Um, I think I'm right in saying that California has the highest number of, of all the states of kids in care. And that's, you know, that's a tragedy. And what's so great about Extraordinary Families is that they, um, their doors are open to everyone. And as a result, they've ended up catering to lots of same-sex families and parents. And it's just wonderful that, you know, queers like us are, in fact, allowed to adopt and and raise kids. Um, Because the tragedy is there's so many kids out there who are, for whatever reason, abandoned by their parents or their parents can't look after them um, and who end up in care. And, And, you know... Extraordinary Families works to find forever homes for kids who are in care and also to find great foster homes for them too. So um, just this past year, I joined the board 
And I immediately called up Michelle Visage and Jeffrey Bowyer Chapman and, and made them come along too. So we're, <laughs> we have our, our Kikis. And this month, because it's it's National Adoption Month, um, uh, I'm sort of, I've just done a Facebook fundraiser thing. So I am taking this time to say, if you if you want to donate to Extraordinary Families, go to my Facebook page, Benton Bailey, and please do donate because I've made the rash promise that I will match dollar for dollar. Is that how Bruce says it? Dollar? Dollar. Dollars. Dollars. Where's the, well, you have to tell me about that. Matt. Yeah. Anyway, I made the rash promise to match dollar for dollar, whatever I can raise. And so it'd be great to swell the pot. Um, I, think I think I need to go back and give more. I love you. what uh, you're doing. I, you know, you mentioned Michelle Visage and Jeffrey Porter Chapman, both judges on different drag races. Both are very public about the fact that they were adopted and um, and so grateful for that. Um, what beautiful children you have. I just realized um, I was lucky enough to be at World of Wonder. When you when I first got there, you were kind of away for a while because you, you uh, Nolan, you got from Vietnam and you actually were over there for like a few months, right? In a hotel room or so it seemed. Yes, it was like, it was, it was very funny because uh, they said, well, when you go, you know, you'll have, you'll recover for the weekend and then you'll go and, because the, the first time I went to Vietnam was the first time I met Nolan. And um, they, I, as a sort of surprise, I guess, they, at the airport, there, there he was at the airport. And I, I just remember that first night in the hotel. Um, and then you have to stay for several weeks to, um, because you've been approved to adopt, but then you have to apply for your child to, leave Vietnam. So first you have to get them a Vietnamese passport. Then once you've got them a Vietnamese passport, you have to apply for them to be to immigrate to the to immigrate to the States and get them a US passport. So it's a it's a bit of a process and you have interviews and things, but it was it was an amazing experience. We were was. dad in a hotel room in Vietnam, changing diapers, feeding everything. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And um it's, it's, you know, it was all the things that you're frightened of uh, don't kind of come to pass. And all the things that you never gave a moment's thought do. <laughs> so there's no point in sort of, I read the book, you know, what to, what to expect when you're expecting, not that I was pregnant, but, you know, I said, okay. what, to, what to do. And um, it was very, I'm glad I did that too. And well, but it, my, it sounds a little like um, it was a good thing that you were in the hotel room because it gave you some time to bond and. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, but I remember the first night putting him down and I was so proud of myself. I fed him and changed him. And then he started crying. So I picked him up and he suddenly just projectile vomited all over me. And I was standing in the hotel room with a, and I was like, I, I just had a moment of freeze. I didn't know what to do. Cause I was like, should I put him on the bed? No, he's covered in vomit. Should I, you know, it was like, what happens next? How do I do this? So it was like a an existential moment. It was like a crossroads. Um, but he's grown up. I mean, he'll be mortified to hear any of this because he's grown up to be a marvelous young man who's fourteen years old and probably. And when did you choose to tell him, or or does Elliot know? Elliot's younger. I know. Like, what's 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 your family's uh, take on that? Always to be completely open about it and. Uh, Nolan's always known he's from Vietnam and we it was a very exciting a couple of years ago we got to take him back so he got to visit and it's just it's just everyday part of everyday conversation you know I love that I always I always just 
there's always uh, secrets around kids, whether, you know, we don't want to tell that uncle Tom is gay, you know, like somewhere it's like, tell people the truth and they'll figure it out. Like they figure everything else out, you know, like over time and in the right way, you know? Absolutely. But I must say extraordinary families is a fantastic uh, organization. If you're in California and thinking of adopting, go to them immediately. Uh, And if you're not, Give them a little something this holiday season. That would be great. And I'll match every dollar, every dollar. Make Fenton go broke, everybody. Come on. (laughs) And a special shout out to James, who's not here, who was also adopted. We love you, James. That's right. We do. Get well soon, James. I mean, it is amazing, you know, the number of the number of people who are adopted. And there's no shame to that. It's an amazing, an amazing thing. Dare I say, Fenton, you are a pro-lifer. That's, that's right. You're, 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 you, you know, it's not just the womb, baby. It's when they come out and they need love and care and family. You're, uh, you're an amazing example of pro-life. Thank you. Well, I, I'm the lucky one and I'm so grateful, but thank you. Should we take a break? Let's do it. I've got a question. Um, we talked a little about, bit about he who we shall not name, but I guess I will since we're on the radio, President Trump. <laughs> What Lame duck President Trump, lame duck President Trump. Okay, that's right. Soon to be former President Trump. Um, what is the American Sign Language sign for President Trump or lame duck President Trump? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good question. Okay, what is the sign in in sign language? Right. Yes. Okay, I can think of a few things. Um, you're listening to the Wow Report on Radio Andy. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. Um, I'm Fenton Bailey here with Tom Campbell and Blake Jacobs sitting in for James St. James. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Um, It was Thanksgiving yesterday, in fact. And so we thought we'd just do a little thing where we talk about the things that we're grateful for. We have a little question that we had to answer, Blake, please. I asked... um, I talked a little bit about I was thankful that all he and all of his people are leaving, but lamed up President Trump. What is his sign in American Sign Language? This is great for radio. Thank you, Blake. Um, I, <laughs> well, I actually heard it on the radio, which is what made me think right. of. I think it's um, it's it's rubbing your fingers under your chin like you're like you're Fonzie or or, or Rizzo or something like Van Gogh. <laughs> Well, maybe it's um, maybe it's just the middle finger. That's the sign I would. Yeah, you actually put your hand up to your hair and you flitter your fingers like his hair waving in the wind. I heard this on NPR because they're talking about what to call Biden because usually they don't get their own sign until they become president, and they're thinking that Biden's might be the C's on your eyes for like his aviator sunglasses. Now that's oh. cool. Yeah. Also, well, I like this sort of this sort of wave for the soon to be former president and future inmate, prison cell inmate, let's hope, right? Yes. yes. All right. Well, let's carry on with our, our gratitude countdown number 7. Number 7. You know, I am I have been able to work, but I've been working a lot from home, spending a lot of time alone with the cats. And, you know, I love um, I love a good Netflix movie like you and James do. But I really 
use my TV for companionship, for a little like CBS Morning News with Gail and the gang. And I have to say, um, this is not a surprise either, but I have turned to QVC once again, not so much to buy stuff, but just because. Now, do you do you have anything against Home Shopping Network, HSN, or well, HSN? Very tacky. I must say, in the in the twenty five years that I've been watching QVC, I've chose QVC. They're in Pennsylvania. They're classier. HSN's like in Tampa or something. They're tacky, but you know they have merged. They're owned by the same people. Oh, the Beatman Boys, so we do that series with, who have all these goat products and skin products now. They appear on both QVC and HSN. So. I, I could go back, but I have my long-term involvement. Like it's you know they've taken away my soap operas, so I watch QVC now. Like the Kardashians, who have invented all of pop culture, or Jane Fonda, QVC is one of the major influences in our society because I have watched them pivot so quickly and so deftly. Because you know their whole thing is to have a host and somebody and a guest for every product. So there's back and forth and you know some if it's a cream someone's got to be dabbing that cream and watching everybody from big stars to any people sitting in their living rooms everything every guest is on tape they have reconfigured the studio into smaller rooms hosts are across the sometimes there's some co-host shows and they're across the studio and their merchandise has gone from like you know $500 you know Dooney and Burke bags to $50 Dooney and Burke Coin purses, and they sell so many cabin socks. I didn't even know there was cabin socks until this year. But everyone, it's, it's and everything has a um, a fleece. Everything has a, a, a shearling. It's all fake, but it's like you know these socks do. This shirt does. It's fashion, yes, and it's all just comb. And they're and again, they never. They, they're always polite. They never speak ill of anything, but they they understand what we're going through, and they understand that while we don't have a lot of money, while we don't, um, you know, aren't going out a lot, we still want to look cute. We still want to feel fun. So I just uh, I am so transfixed, newly, because I was kind of off of it and I was doing okay, and uh, I am back with the QVC so hard. What are the last few things you bought? I if I buy anything, it's skincare. And there is a Dr. Lancer uh, skincare. He has a great um, scrub that I did use this morning, but it does just take everything off. The, the skincare stuff that they sell, I know this, I think for a fact is it's whatever gives you the, you use it once and you notice a difference. Then yeah. after that, I don't think you do it. They're like, oh my God, I look so much younger. Then you're like addicted to this stuff. But I, I use Lancer stuff and I, I made a mistake and I bought two tubes because I thought I was out. You know, and there has been a lot of. I, I do most of my shopping Amazon, but there's there's a lot of not drunk because I don't do that, but like late night shopping. It's like, oh, what's the, oh, it's a cat leash. I forgot I ordered this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you guys watch? I know, I know, Billy, I, you watch? Absolute no. The package every day. There's something arriving. There's a new uh, cutlery desk organizer. There's a new toothpaste shaving organizer. Um, there's some chocolate candies that have arrived. Yeah. And uh, I think on Sunday mornings, I think it is, we always end up watching, um, is it Tony Venables, the food guy? Um, uh, David. David Venables, in the kitchen with David. And 
he just gives the best mouthgasms. He could yeah. eat a paper bag and like come. And it's just always so exciting to see. And it just puts you in such a hungry mood, you know? So I love him. And I, I always admire their ability to talk fluently without pausing, without repeating themselves, without going, um, uh, um, uh, or freezing. It's, it's, it's a miracle. And it is so entertaining and companionable. You're completely right. And what's not to love? But they and they have just shifted their their merchandise and they have so much, but it's all fleece blankets. But there'll be like three different brands of fleece blankets, and they have cuddly duds and one you know you know one love and everything is just like dusters that are fleecy and everything has long sleeves, a place for your thumb to go through. What um what is a cabin sock? A cabin sock is just basically. Uh, it's between a slipper and I, sometimes I want a slipper and I don't want to, you know, I want that undersole because I want to be comfy, but I also want to run out and get the mail. But sometimes I just want to be cuddly around the house and, you know, it can be cold. My feet are cold. My whole day is ruined. I don't know about you. And so there, and, and if it's a real thick cap and sock, then you don't, well, you just wear it alone. You don't wear it with, uh, a, a thing, but there are some. They've been selling socks and cuddle and cabin socks, regular socks that are that you can wear with your boots and things. I'm telling you, I'm I again. I just watch too much and I become hypnotized. But it is it's cuddly, it's warm. They're lying on couches. You know, everything is presented to you in such a non formal way um, because of what we're all going through. Um, and I just and they have changed the sets now, so they're the the, the 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 for the most part, the hosts aren't on these big empty sets. They're in little like corners and they walk through doors and it's um they're they're kind of brilliant they're kind of brilliant they really are it's amazing that is amazing both owned qvc hsm by barry diller blake who is married of course to diane von Furstenberg. yes 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 all right should we go on um it's the perfect time of year to get your gifts from qvc so check your local listings for qvc and hsn right yes all right uh blake number six number six can you imagine if we were in the middle of this pandemic and we did not have te the technology that we have today? I'm talking like, I've binged no telling how many television shows during this pandemic. Um, you can order your food through DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub or wherever. And uh, you can even order your weed. I order. I haven't been to a grocery store in months. I order from Whole Foods through Amazon. Well, I love it too that you're actually helping the economy. Like there's people that need jobs that don't have jobs, and that's also why I'm glad that that one proposition here in Los Angeles didn't pass because it allows people to just you know do it as they can. Right. I think what's so interesting about this time is this this technology that has been around for a little bit has suddenly it, its usefulness in our lives has been accelerated and intensified because who knew i mean it's it, when this passes are we going to go back to the office are we going to go out to the store are we or are we actually gonna it, it can be much, so much more efficient you know like tom i mean we would drive to pitch meetings and that's a 30 40 minute drive and then there's the parking and then you have to get past security in the building and you would have meetings that would start with a leeway of 20 or 30 minutes because of that. And then you would have to get in your car and drive back. I right. mean, just the amount of meetings you can do 
Um, it was a February, there was a February 14th when Michael Pressman, who used to work with us and I, had like a 4.30 meeting at MTV in Santa Monica when it was there. And our offices are in Hollywood. And it took us like four and a half hours to get home because everyone's out with their, and like Michael's husband was like spurned for their family. So we will never take a 4.30 meeting in Santa Monica ever again. Like, I think we'll meet people in person to get to know them, maybe. But, and we might have lunches and things, but no, we're going to be doing our, we should be doing our meetings. I never underestimate humans for falling back into old behavior, but this feels, it does, I'm excited by the dawn of what we have learned. It's, it's like it was always there, but we needed the kick in the ass to use it right. or have to use it. And I'll say too, with well due respect to World of Wonder, but I think working from home was always kind of considered like, well, Oh, definitely. You're working from home? Like, how do we know you're working from home? Absolutely. No, we were very distrustful. We we deliberately had a no work from home policy or we didn't we didn't allow people to work from home. And, um, you know, just can't imagine ever getting back to that. Like it, it, it's, it's worked so well. And I think yeah. people have been so much happier and spending more time with their kids their pets yeah. in their own chosen environment. It's just been extraordinary. And productivity is very obvious. You know, it's like it's that schedule is in or it's not in or that, you know, like it's there's no uh, there's no need to lord over people uh, to get them to work. The other I had a conversation with a friend of ours who's uh, exec over at Viacom, and he said they were told that they'll never all go back to the offices at the same time. And I also think because every money leads everything money in QVC and the Kardashians and Jane Fonda. But um <laughs> Uh, and Dolly Parton and cats. Thank you. Um, but think corporations can have much smaller headquarters now that real estate can be used for something else. Like why have an office for a thousand people when you can have an office for 200 people and company, I think we might've talked about it here. Um, that just built these huge offices and now they're not even going to use them or they sold a lot of them or I, I can't remember what big company it is, but yeah, everything's downsizing. Yeah, well, Netflix have built many buildings in Hollywood. <laughs> they would just finish up a huge new HQ that I guess will now become executive lofts or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, and, and people say this, and listen, we're all human, we have to admit. But, like, I was just talking to my Aunt Hazel today, who's 94, I think, years old. And, you know, World War II, they rationed sugar for four years. They had gas rationing every other day. They turned lights off. You know, there was so much more sacrifice. We just have to wait for, I have to wait for Postmates to get here. And I can't take it anymore. And that's another thing. I can't imagine my little sister had this baby right before we all locked down. She was a year old, you know, but I've gotten to see videos and FaceTime with her. And that's the brilliance of it, too. You're right. I've attended my nephew's uh, kindergarten graduation. You know, it's like, and I I am going to... I'm having Thanksgiving alone, but I'm going to Skype different people at different times to just. How have... dreamy is that? You don't have to get in the car and sit through the traffic. And when you've had enough, you can just <laughs> just say, oops, I lost connection or something. Or... And I can have several Thanksgiving <laughs> to pick. You know, I can talk to you for a while. I can talk to Dan Hazel for a yeah. while. That's marvelous. Well, thank you, technology. I, I suppose I'm waiting for the, the conspiracy theory that the pandemic was started by Silicon Valley to get people to, to use their. But I also then I feel for Apple, like with that billion dollar HQ that they built, you know, I always that was who I was talking about. 
I always worry about Apple. When I go to sleep at night, I'm like, oh, dear God, may they may they make it through the night with their billions of dollars they have stashed away. Oh. Me too, Apple Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, let's move on to number five. Number five. I know it's the, it's the time to give thanks and to be grateful, and this seems a bit shady, but I am so grateful that Johnny Rotten got a flea bite on his penis. And <laughs> go on. Happened. So I, I, I guess actually the right way of expressing this is gratitude to squirrel friends. That's, and I don't mean fans of Drag Race. I mean our friends, the squirrels, the real squirrels, the, the ones that scamp around. Because for some reason, Johnny Rotten, who lives in Venice, in May West's, in the house that May West built, um, I was searching for pictures online, couldn't find any because I wanted to see what kind of house it is. But anyway, Johnny Rotten, who lives in Venice, has befriended squirrels. Um, and he buys them big bags of unsalted peanuts. And he's befriended them to such a degree that he lets them in his house. Anyway, long story short, you know, squirrels, outdoor squirrels, tend to have fleas and things of that nature. And in fact, I'll tell you that squirrels are a vector for bubonic plague because like rats, they have the fleas and the fleas bite you and you get bubonic plague. Well, spoiler alert, I don't think Johnny Rotten does have a bubonic plague, but he did sustain a flea bite on his knob. And um, of course, <laughs> I think the whole story is self-promotional because he's got a new book out called I Could Be Wrong, I Could Be Right. I personally think he's wrong. Um, uh, and he tells the story to the Daily Star, and he says, I looked down there this morning at my willy, and there's a effing flea bite on it. And the only way around it, because I'm not going to blame the poor little squirrels, is to Vaseline my legs. So spare a thought this Thanksgiving for Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols being, yes, Tom. <laughs> the picture that popped into my mind, very wrong, but is that he would take one of his unsalted peanuts, put it at the end of his penis as a squirrel would bite the peanut and leave a flea to then bite his penis. Thank you. Are you suggesting he's in an erotic relationship with his squirrels? I won't go that far. I'll let you. I'm not, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying people are talking. Well, never mind the bollocks, right? That was the uh, the name of the Six Pistols album. Johnny Rotten's got flea bites on his prick, <laughs> appropriately. And you're grateful for it. I am so grateful for it because I'm, there's no love lost between me and Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. <laughs> uh, you can read more about that on the Wow Report. I don't really think there's much more to read, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I scoured the internet. I that one. I scanned the internet for every detail I could find. Um, I don't, it, you know, it really should be a Netflix six-part series. So, <laughs> <laughs> two seasons of. Oh, kitty cat's making an appearance. Which kitty is that? That's the feral cat that sort of wanders in and out of my life. Outdoor kitty cat. Yes, also known as squirrel because I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I just want to tell you our Wow Store sale: twelve days of back. Black Friday, 12 Days of Black Friday is happening now. And every 24 hour, there's a new deal through the end of November. Um, so $10 off orders of $50 or more, things of that nature. It's really good, merchy stuff, perfect for Christmas presents. Um, Blake, do you have a question? 
Yes, sir, I do. So this person, he quit working at Boeing in the early 80s to become a stand-up comedian after winning a Steve Martin lookalike contest. And today is his 65th birthday. Who is this guy? Wow. Wow, that's a really interesting question. Um, you're listening to the Wild Report on Radio Andy. It's our Thanksgiving, giving thanks special countdown. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report, our Thanksgiving special um, on Black Friday, as it happens. And we're just sort of counting down the top 10 things for which we are so grateful. I'm here with Tom. Blake, James St. James sadly is ill. I hope he's recovered. Um, what was the question, Blake? Well, uh, he quit working at Boeing in the early 80s to become a stand-up comedian after winning a Steve Martin lookalike contest. And today is his 65th birthday. Who is this guy? He's not the right age, but I'm going to say it's Cedric the Entertainer. Good guess. He does look so much like Steve Martin. That's where I was going. I, that's yeah. I have no freaking idea. I can't even think of anyone who looks like Steve Martin. It's Bill Nye the Science Guy. Wow. Yeah. That's happy a, birthday, Bill Nye. That's he, I love him. That's a great piece of trivia. Well done, Blake. You He's a stand-up comedian? He, he stopped that way. Yeah. Well, he worked at Boeing before. He even invented some like big jet thing. Makes sense. All right, let's count down. We've reached number four. What are we grateful for, Tom? Number four. I talk about this all the time. I'm sorry, but I am truly grateful for it. And that's RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, we have, I don't think I'm telling too big. We have 13 seasons that we have recorded. We have, you know, done up to six All-Stars stuff coming out in the new year. We were able to be in the UK earlier this year. I was, which is a mind boggling. That was this year. We were shut down because of the COVID. You guys went back. I was able through technology to participate from my den, which still blows me away. And, you know, we received some awards this year, which is great. But I always think the awards are less about the awards. And they're more just about the fact that this little show from this tiny network that hardly anybody wanted, that almost everybody said no to, um, in its ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th, 13th seasons, is is still is is the awards say that we're relevant, that people are watching, that they care um, on a level that's important industry-wise because we want to keep making it and having reason to make it. But we know its impact. Um, we get to sort of, I, I feel it myself. I still... The show still makes me tear up and laugh in a way that no nothing else does. And whether it's through drag con or just things you read online and anecdotes and people from different walks of life, the note that that show makes a difference. And I am so glad that we have Biden in office and the future looks bright. But um, I'm just constantly reminded when we pitch other shows that maybe have an LGBTQ, that there's definitely representation. I'm not being a whiner, but it's, it's still not easy to get that stuff through or to, not to be sort of perceived as you're doing too much, like tone it down a little bit. Like, you know, there's the, a the sort of class. Like, I don't mind if you're gay, but don't you know, throw it in my face. So and my mother used to say, I don't mind them being gay, but why do I have to shove it down my throat? And I was like, thank Mom, you. 
Please. And I like to think that with love, laughter, and lube, RuPaul's Drag Race shoves it down your throat. Uh, and I'm just grateful for all the opportunities. And last, and I'm going on, but like, and that we still love making it, and that we all love each other, and that we laugh our asses off. I, I will just say all of that. Well, I, I want to make you blush for a moment because I have to say, you know, I know it takes a village, people. But your creative input and your ideas, um, you know, dri drive so much of the show. And without it, I don't know what it would be. Thank and, you, um, <laughs> Tom. And um, I, I, I mean, you know, I talked about it last week. I just had such an emotional experience the last couple of weeks being in the UK, watching these queens come back into the workroom after this long hiatus. And they were just so amazing and inspirational. And it just... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can take it. I, I'm always crying at these things now. So I'm like... <laughs> oh, and you know it's a huge hit when you've got Drag Race UK, Drag Race Espana, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race Chile, Drag Race many more. It's amazing that it's it's been embraced around the world. And just the idea that the, the art of drag, which we don't own, right? It's just something... And, and, and I... You know, it's RuPaul all the way. If anything, I... I I feel like from the time I met Rue with you guys, uh, Randy and Fenn at your house a long time ago, but like, I feel like there's, we're so different, but we, we, there's so much we share pop culturally and our fascination and our love. So it's, it's always, you know, Rue not only is a genius, he gives us permission to tunnel our creativity into a show and a, a person that amplifies, you know, makes it to such show business perfection. It's such a joy to work with him. Um, what was I going to say? Something stupid. I forget. Um, oh, um, speaking of stupid, it was Blake. For those of you who don't think that Blake has an important part in the drag race history, first of all, Blake has a part, has his finger in everything we're doing at, at, at World of Wonder. But it was, I believe, season eight when we brought back all the crowned winners for a photo op that was uh, going to be the main challenge. And it was this amazing moment. Um, and everyone could make it except for Bianca. And Bianca was not being a diva. She was doing, I think, one of her movie, her uh, Bianca, Hurricane Bianca movies. And they, you know, they shoot those low budget movies in six days. She's like, I can't be gone. So, um, and it was Rue's genius. It's like, well, we can't do it without Bianca. Like, it won't make sense if unless they're all there. He goes, I know what? Just put somebody in a clown suit. And so Blake shaved his beard for the first time in years. If you remember the clown in the photo shoot for the first episode, that was Blake. And he makes a cameo at the finale when we finally recreate that photo once again. Blake is there, and there is Blake again in his clown suit. Whenever, I got to tell you, in a, in a crisis with a, with a guest booking crisis, Rue's pretty good. He comes up with some pretty great ideas. There's some surprises <laughs> coming up. Um, <laughs> like, but Rue books it. Yeah. Thank you, Blake. I have the creepiest footage of you, Blake at lunch in slow-mo, and I have to send it to you so we can use it in our social media ads. But they don't have 60 of Blake in his full makeup eating like a hot dog or something, but not, <laughs> not, not ironically, just having lunch. Yeah. Well, it takes a village, people, and uh, I think we're also grateful to every single one, every person who works on Drag Race from the tippy top down. Um, and casting for season 14 has just begun. So head to the WOW Report for more information on how to send in your tape. Mm -hmm. Number three, Blake. Number three. Well, uh, this kind of has to do with 
the family here at work, but I am thankful for work. I know lots of people have been dealing with mental health issues during the pandemic, which if you are, reach out and talk to someone, but I'm thankful for my job here. James was going to talk about like how he was thankful, and we actually talked about it in the last segment about how we are thankful that we're working from home, but in this phase of my life, I'm so thankful to have a place to come into. Um, Before this pandemic even started, I live in a small house that's under 700 square foot with a dog and a person that's as big as I am who already works from home. So (laughs) I can't imagine not having a place to come into. I'm, I'm proud to be one of the handful of people. There's probably like five or six of us here every day at the office on different floors but I'm thankful to be here and have a place to come to like keep my mind and sanity. Blake, that is so good to hear. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Blake, that's so good to hear. You're insane. (laughs) You don't work here. (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) Well, it's nice to have you there. I got to say, it's like, We've been doing very well remotely. There are some things we, you need done physically in the offices. And I've been by, I think, once. Fenton, you've worked out of the offices a little bit. Um, yeah. But it's nice to know that Blake, I, I know I can always call Blake and he'll be there and take care of things. It's yeah, like, it's nice. I have a work computer at home that I check, bef- you know, a little bit before I come here. I may work a little bit when I get home. But for the most part, it's good to be here. You're in the office right now. You're on the uh, mezzanine level, right? I am. This is my suite. This is the That's uh, the uh, John Malkovich nine, the John Malkovich floor, which is slightly like lower height, like hobbit yeah. height, right? Uh huh. <laughs> we don't get the high ceilings here, but fit you like a glove. Yeah, you better work. Number two. Number two. I am grateful for my wake cap. I for those listening, for those just listening, please give us a visual. I will, yes, indeed, I will explain. It is a it's a piece of fake fur fabric, basically, um, sewn into the shape of a cap with a band around it that looks like it could be a sweatband. And when you put it on, it gives the strange illusion that you have a full head of hair. In fact, um, a couple of weeks ago, we were shooting in in uh, London and we were doing a music video with the Frock Destroyers and they really thought it was my hair. <laughs> so um, I, uh, and, and well, I'll take it off and you can see. It's, it's the cheapest thing possible. It is just like a cap, a standard cap with a... Uh, oh, I didn't know it had a adjustable cap no, side. Exactly. And then you just... Put it on your head, and it comes in a variety of colors. Um, I've only seen ever seen you wear the black and gray. Well, I only have the yes. This is the black and the gray, and but there's also coffee and white, and there's coffee and black. So, uh, or there's white and gray. Uh, you can also get a different color. There's also a new variation that actually has a um, like a cat peak on it, so that. But that looks a little unsettling because then it looks like you're wearing a visor. Anyway, the website says it's funny and practical. Uh, it is a new men fashion flare hair hat retro innocent hip hop cool cap, which is only five pounds, which is um, 
wish.com, which is like, it's like seven, seven bucks. Um, so I, I can't recommend it. And the other thing is, it actually keeps your head kind of warm. Sounds um, like a stocking stuffer. Exactly. You know, Dolly Parton says it takes a lot, a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> this takes a li- very little money to look this cheap. It's 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 gorgeous. I'm looking I'm, forward to an innovation this, this in 2021. I want to see you elevated. I want to see you sentient. I want to see you go different colors. I want to well, talk. Yeah, I want to say it with bangs. It slightly reminds me of Warhol's. You know, Warhol was sort of famous for wearing fright wigs because yeah. they were deliberately terrible wigs. And I feel this has like gone one step further. It's just a little bit worse than Warhol's wigs. And I could see, yes, I think like maybe a little bit more styling and a little bit more. I I could see this could become my signature thing. A hundred percent. I think it already has. You've worn it for the past three or four weeks, right? It's like a security blanket. I'm surprised, Tom, they're not selling them on QVC. Uh, they're so cuddly. You know, I just like to wear them around the house with my cabin socks. <laughs> I just don't understand what, what Blake's wearing on his face. <laughs> I think we should get them in the WoW store. Let's do that. I think that's a great idea. All right, we're going to take a quick break. All the Queen's Men, our new series with Latrice Royal's husband, Christopher Hamblin, premiered this week on Wire Presents Plus. And it is, um, it's, 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 this week is uh, the feature guests were Manila Luzon and uh, Ginger Min's husbands. So it's the, it's new drag husbands appearing every week. Yeah, every week it's Christopher and he um, welcomes a couple of other drag husbands and they talk about being the husbands of fabulous drag queens. I think that is fabulous. I mean, it's great. It's a great title. It's a great premise. I can't wait to watch them all. And you can get Wow Presents Plus at wowpresentsplus.com. And uh, it's just three ninety nine. Price of a latte. Cheaper than my sweet tea at Starbucks. It's right. cheaper. It's cheaper than Fenton's cheap hair band. It really is. That's absolutely right. <laughs> but it covers yourself in glory. So. When we come back, we'll reveal the number one thing this week that made us go, wow. Or I should say the number one thing this week that we're most grateful for. This is the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hey, welcome back to the Wow Report. What are we most, what is the number one thing that we are most grateful for? Ben, I defer this to you because this has really been your, I know it's a lot of people involved, but it's been your guiding force. Explain. Number one. It's the Frog Destroyers. J'adore the Frog Destroyers. Davina, Blue Hydrangea, Bag of Chips. They were in season one of Drag Race UK. They triumphed with, uh, which, which episode was it, Tom? It was the, the girl groups, and they there was two girl groups of three, and they called themselves the Frog Destroyers. The other was... Filth Harmony, I think. Filth and, Harmony, that's it. And, and, the, and the Frock Destroyers, like, no, we do a girls group stuff all the time, and they always come out great. They did to the song Break Up, Bye Bye, by Brett McLaughlin and Freddie Scott, and it uh, not only won the episode, it also became a chart, a top 10 chart hit in the UK. Boom. Stormed the charts. Stormed the charts. 
And so we thought we should make an album with the Frog Destroyers. And I'm very excited to reveal that December 11th, uh, the album drops and the lead single, Her Majesty, is out now. Um, and the album has such delicious tracks as Big Ben, Fame <laughs> Whore, Break Up Bye Bye, um, as well as sort of, what are they, they're called Frogmatica transitions, right? They're, these, um, what do you call those? Interludes. Thank you, thank you. Inspired by Lady Gaga, right, I believe. But anyway, they're, they're just totally you know, fantastic. Janet Jackson used to live for a good interlude. Oh my God, that was like an hour and a half long with the interludes. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, again, Leland, the artist who also known as Brent McLaughlin, our friend, and Freddie and Gabe Lopez have done such an amazing job of putting something together, plus the talent. They really can sing. They really uh, wrote the lyrics. Um, it's uh, this is a compliment from uh, it is um, an '80s wet dream to me because it, it is it's sort of like the best love, like the early '80s, where it was dance music, but it was a little tinged with the new wave of it all and Bananarama and all that vibe, with a huge homage to sort of Little Mix today. You know, like it feels it's ageless, but it's. It's, it's like a cuddle dud. You can wear it inside. You can wear it to the mailbox. No. Um, and they're, they're earworms, aren't they? They're, they're, they're so addictive, these earworms. They should be illegal, I feel. I think it's going to be the big holiday single in the UK. Isn't that a deal you do every year? There's Christmas. always a Christmas number one. That's absolutely yeah. right. There's a Christmas number one there. Yeah. I, I you know, Big Ben... Um, all big the ben is about, it's about a guy that goes around town and brags about having a big one. His name's Big Ben. It's, <laughs> it's good for the whole family. It um and not to put down other people's drag music because every drag queen has a track as they should. It's their God given right. But this is really a conceived album by songwriters who've worked with Selena Gomez and Troy Sivan and and uh, things of that nature. So it's 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 a legitimate effort, and I, I'm curious. To know how it will be received, but I know it will be playing all Christmas and all Thanksgiving for me. I think that's all we got time for. I'm thankful for you, Fenton, and I'm thankful for you, Blake. Thank you very much. And James. I am grateful to you, Tom, and to you, Blake, and James in absentia. And Andy Cohen for, for letting us uh, ramble on like this every week yeah. for the last few years. <laughs> I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving um, and, and a marvelous holidays. Thanks for tuning into the Wow Report on Radio Andy. You can listen to previous episodes on our YouTube channel, Wow Presents. Same time, same place next week. Yes. Until then, stay home, be safe, and do something that makes the world go wow. Wow.